Are you tired of spending your time and money chasing strategy after strategy only to discover what worked 10, 5, or even 2 years ago is not working now? Things shift fast in the online space, and if you're not keeping up, you're getting left behind. It's time for something different. Welcome to the Marketing, Media, and Money Podcast, where every single episode will be jam-packed with proven, profitable strategies, behind-the-scenes secrets, and what's working now resources. From industry experts and global influencers to help you scale your business, shorten your learning curve, and stand out in a crowded, noisy marketplace. And now, your host, award-winning marketing and media strategist and international speaker, Patty Farmer. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Marketing, Media, and Money podcast. I am looking forward to sharing another amazing history expert with you today. And I love our expert today. I love her passion, love her enthusiasm for life, and the way she shows up and serves. So let me tell you a little bit about Lonnie Ray. Lonnie is a marketing and messaging skills trainer and interviewing skills consultant with over 20 years as a professional brand ambassador and promotional marketing business owner. She has worked with Lexus, Kellogg's, Buick, and many other multinational brand names. Her passion is helping authors, entrepreneurs, leaders, marketing directors, and those who might consider fringe or outliers to confidently grab the global microphone and speak their message in no uncertain terms. And you have a way that you actually do that, and I really love that way that you do it. So, of course, it's not just what you do, it's the way that you do it. So, welcome so much, Lonnie. It is such a pleasure to have you here today. It is my ultimate honor and privilege, and thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled. Thank you. I'm really excited about it too, though. You know, every time we get on the phone, every time we chat, talk, or do anything, even type in reality, like I walk away with something, I, it always gets me fired up, right? You know, you know, you just have those people. What do they say? Like surround yourself with the people who just really egg you on and you're just one of those people. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I consider myself a cheerleader who can't do a split, but I got a pair of pom-poms around here all the time. Just well, that, <laughs> I actually was a cheerleader when I was in school. So um, I actually really loved that. But uh, I have to tell you, I have continued to be that in my whole life because I feel like nobody, not everybody really has enough cheerleaders, right? It's so funny. People will take time out of their schedule to say something it's not positive, but then they don't have time to say something positive. I am one of those people. My husband laughs at me. We'll be in the mall just walking, and I'll walk up to total strangers and say, you know what? I love the way your outfit looks good, or those glasses look amazing. They make your face look so good, and those shoes, girl, they are, you know, I just feel like if you can take the time and you're thinking it, that makes somebody's day and some, say something good, right? A hundred percent, girl. That's why we get along like we do. We are, um, <clears throat> perhaps without the uniform, we are definitely professional cheerleaders forever. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, Lonnie, let's go back. So, I always like to say, before we really talk about all the amazing ways that you're showing up today, I really feel like when we're thinking about it, I know you can sometimes go back and see how some of the things we did may have led to where we are. 
right? But we yes. didn't just wake up and go, oh, you know what? I think this is what I'm going to do, right? There's always a story, a journey of how we get there. And I really kind of think that in that story, how it gets from told, sold, right? It's all <laughs> in the story, right? Yeah. And so I'd really love to hear, could you share with us a little bit about your journey how you were doing what you thought you were going to do and how now you're doing what you know you were meant to do. <laughs> uh, thanks for asking. That's, um, that's a great question. Uh, back in the day, I was drawn to interview CEOs to ask them, how in the heck did you figure out what to do with your life? Because, you know, people said to me and they thought it was a gift, maybe, oh, the world's your oyster. Every option is yours. I'm like, great. Can you please tell me how to figure out what the heck I'm supposed to do? Like, what do you make a decision on? And so I started interviewing those who were considered successful. And I said, how did you figure it out? And how do you make decisions in your business? And I really expected them to pull out pie charts and graphs. I genuinely did. And what they told me was that it was about a feeling inside, a gut thing. Uh, they, back in, it was that long ago, Patty, that it wasn't cool to say intuition. So they didn't. Uh, but they said, it's just that hunch. It's a, it's a feeling thing. It's like, you know how you, if you have a hunch to get a parking spot and you avoid it or you ignore it and you regret it later. And so I learned from that, uh, that it was really important to go inside. And, and it's really hard to do that when there's chaos in your head. And I had a lot of chaos in my life, a lot of chaos. And all I wanted to do was to actualize and realize the very things that I came to do in life. And as luck would have it, uh, interviewing those, those people launched a, a, another talk show for me. So that would have been my second one. And in the course of doing that talk show, I started interviewing what I call the usual suspects. And uh, it was a show called The Big Yes. And these are people that were living their big yes. It was Mark Victor Hansen from Chicken Soup for the Soul. And it was, you know, uh, Brian Tracy was on the schedule. And Neil Donald Walsh, who wrote uh, Conversations with God. There were a number of people on the list. And uh, my very first show, I wasn't ready at all. And I, uh, I showed up at the station. I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I wanted to do it. And this is one of the messages that I've learned in life, is if you stay focused on the what, the how will make itself known. And uh, what happened is that, that my guest was, uh, I literally spent the weekend crying over a PBS documentary series that he had just done. And he, um, he was my guest. I'm not going to name him right now because anyway, it, it doesn't matter who it was. It, the matter, what matters is that he was my hero and I wasn't ready for it. And so what I learned in life is, is to be prepared. And so uh, having gone through that one experience, just that one time, it was all it took, was for me to realize that I, I needed to be prepared for whatever was coming up next. And at the same time, I needed to trust that things would work out. And that's exactly how it's turned out, is um, uh, a penchant for broadcasting and sharing other people's great stories has, has evolved into some seven shows and uh, an ability to see into, into other people's, maybe their cloud or their darkness and to actually bring it out and, and to say, hey, look, you have this gem to share. And let me just show you what that looks like and how you can voice that on the global microphone. I love that. I think it's always interesting how we get where we are for those who are really doing what you know they were meant to be, right? And I really love it. And I want to go back to what you said about CEOs, that you were working with CEOs. So here's something that's pretty interesting, and it's something that I really want to know, and I find answers really telling. So for example, sometimes I'll ask somebody, 
of the question that a lot of people ask, you know, oh, if you could have lunch with any CEO, who would that be? And I love the answers, right? You know, seven out of 10 times, we get a lot of the same ones, Oprah, you know, whatever. I think those are interesting. For me, I'm always kind of a deep diver myself. So here's my question. My question is, if you could have lunch with any CEO, right, who would it be? But more importantly, what are three questions you would want to ask them? Not just that we want to have lunch with them. What would you want to ask them? Because you know what? What you want to ask them might not be what I would want to ask them, right? So Fair I enough. think that's really what's kind of interesting. So what kind of questions would you like to ask them? What would you want to know? Okay. So um, back in the day, Barbara Walters was the feminine example of an interviewer breaking ground. These days, the person that I would have lunch with is Tom Below of Impact Theory. Impact Theory features the most amazing human beings shifting and shaping the way that our future can be. And I absolutely revere this man. I genuinely do. So I would ask him how it is that you had a vision for impact theory on television. So understand that this guy was begging his now wife's father, please let me marry your daughter. And his and her father said, no. <laughs> he said, sir, I promise you, I'll make you proud. And he ended up becoming a billionaire with Quest Health Products. So how he figured out how to get there, Tom, how did you figure out how to get there? Because somehow this vision came from this broke guy on a sofa, someone else's sofa, to be who he is today is amazing. So I would ask him how he had that vision, how he executed on it, because that is a massive shift in mindset. It literally broke on a sofa to billionaire. And then the third thing I, was I would ask him is, are you hiring? Because I want to work with this guy so badly, it's not even funny. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Hey, I mean, at the very least, will you be my mentor, right? <laughs> it, yeah, and I understand that he's, he's going to open a studio in California that he swears will be bigger than Disney. And it's all to be positive, impactful, great, great stuff. And I, I just want to be around people like him. I love that. Yeah. So with all of this experience that you've had with these shows and, and the microphone and all of these different things, what would your advice be to an entrepreneur or to a business owner who wants to step into that space? Where would you tell them they should start? As far as broadcasting on, mm -hmm. say, say, podcasts, I, I would say that, first of all, you have to realize or recognize what it is that you have to offer. Um, realizing your value. And so many people don't. Um, they actually vacillate. Even, even multimillionaires have admitted to feeling like, oh, it's imposter syndrome. And I'm like, where I come from, you're the expert of your story, no matter what. So there's no imposter in the room. So I like to dispel that right away. But they, they really need to realize that they have value, that people are hungry to hear inspirational stories and points that can make a difference, a takeaway in that person's life, that listener's life. So it really becomes a matter of the who that is you behind the what that you do. And then the how is your special sauce. I love that. You know, every time I hear you say it, I tell you all the time how much I love that saying that is just so good. It's profound, actually, even. I actually love what you just shared. I think it really makes a lot of sense. I don't think people always think about that. You know, 
I have this tendency, I'm going to admit it and say that I talk to myself. I don't know if anybody else talks to themselves, but I talk to myself all the time in the car. Thank goodness people now think that we're talking on the telephone, right? Because when I'm in the car, I talk all the time. <laughs> you know, I practice my speeches. I do all kinds of stuff. But sometimes I forget that I'm not alone in the house. When my husband's there, he's like, are you talking to yourself? And I'm like, I know, sometimes I just need to talk to an expert. And he'll laugh, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and... <laughs> love that. When you think about it, right? I mean, sometimes you're like, yes, I just have to run it by myself. Like I do this little check with myself, right? Yes. So I have a question for you. What is the lesson? You know, sometimes, you know, we have these lessons and I really believe that if you don't get them, just kind of keep showing up again until you do, right? So what's the lesson that it took you the longest to learn? Was to trust myself. That has been the hardest lesson of all. Um, I've been through some really dark valleys in life, and that uh, had a, a ripple effect for a long, long time in which I, I just didn't think that I could make a good decision. I just, because I kept seeing the results of old decisions, and then it clashed with the current, which was saying, well, if you just change your beliefs, then you can change your reality. And I'm like, yeah, I'm changing my beliefs, but my reality is not changing. And so there was this incongruent result that just kept. I kept bashing up against a wall saying, well, how do I actually learn to trust myself? And um, from those CEOs, by the way, uh, I learned, uh, my next show was called The Big Yes. And The Big Yes is what they were really saying is that that's that thing that defies logic and it can look crazy to other people, but it's for you to do. And so I've, I've learned to trust The Big Yes. It's been quite a process though. It is a shift, right? You know, when you think about it, it, it is really a shift once you really learn to trust yourself. You know, I think that sometimes for me, I've had lessons that have come up and I'm like, okay, why am I still having to go through this, right? And um, my mom isn't with me anymore here, um, but she gave me one time this little, um, she called it a prayer box. And she said, whenever I just needed to put it in there. And I'm like, okay. And so she used to come back to me and she said, well, did you put it in the box? And I'm like, yes, I did put it in the box. She's like, no, you didn't. I said, I did. And she's like, no, you took it out. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, no, Patty, whenever you have something, you have a tendency, you're like, okay, you'll put it out there and trust. But if the answer doesn't come really quickly and you take it back, do you think that that means you need to do it? And I didn't think I did that, but I realized that I actually did. It's really kind of funny, like when you trust yourself, you, you have to trust yourself then not question yourself, right? So you think to yourself, you know what? You're never going to get to the new chapter if you keep rereading the old chapter. So we do have a tendency to kind of stand in our own way. So what are you doing right now? Maybe it was a little scary. You just said, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. And you're just up there like stepping into it, leaning into it. I know we just had a conversation not that long ago and you're getting ready to do some exciting stuff. But was there anything that maybe, like for me, when I decided to become a speaker eight years ago, that was a little scary for me, but I did it anyway. So there's a lot of different things, video, there's a lot of different things people can do that are kind of scary. Is there something that's kind of scary for you, but you're just saying, nope, I want to do it and I'm just going to do it anyway? That's a great question. Um, sometimes I have a hard time discerning the difference between excited and scared. I, I really do. Um, uh, because anything new at first is uncomfortable, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm afraid of it. Um, but, but let's see, really big. 
I, I really want my TV show, Midlife My Ass. I'm just getting started to happen. And oh, I've never I, got- I love that. <laughs> so I love that so much. And you know, I think that's really good. And I think that I agree with that too. I think sometimes you have that excitement. It is kind of hard to tell what it is. And for me, I always try to say the things that scare me the most are the things that I need to do because it's either going to be for growth or it's the thing that I was meant to do. If it doesn't scare me, well, then it's not that big a deal, right? You know, we need to do things that actually really scare us. So I think that really makes a lot of sense. What do you love most about your business today? What I love are the results I see my clients getting. That just, that is my jam, man. That is just, I love watching them blossom. It's just like, they go all over the place and, and, and their, and their confidence grows because it's always an inward showing outward journey. And, and what I see is a personal growth path that they didn't ever know was possible for them. But I come in with this magnifying glass and, and just show them their brilliance. And it's, it's just, I love doing it. It's just the best. I love that. So what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Wow. Ever. <laughs> that My mind is reeling with that. Let's question. reframe it. How about if we say, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received when you implemented had the biggest impact on your business? How's that? That narrow it? Mm, I would say that I just needed to believe in myself more. That that really was just the biggest piece of advice ever. A long time ago, I worked very closely with Mark Victor Hansen when Chicken Soup for the Soul was just taking off. And Mark was my mentor friend and I sort of a confidant with him. And so I had some insider moments with him that were really special. And he saw things in me that took 20 years for me to see. Wow. You know, truly, truly, maybe even longer. And, and now I look back and I, and I wish that back then I had realized that, you know, kind of borrowed his belief, but um, I was suffering from gutter level self-esteem and, you know, really, really had a hard time coming back out of the darkness. And he could see beyond that, way beyond that. And um, that, his best advice really would have been, um, if I didn't act on it, was uh, to start the, to write the big yes as a book. And I didn't. Um, but it really was the big yes is all about following that thing that's right for you to do. Right. So I, you know, I could have done it and still not too late, but uh, absolutely. It, yeah, it's absolutely. About, I mean, it's about believing in yourself. Sure. You know, so this podcast, right. It's called the marketing media and money podcast. Yes. And so one of the things that I have told my audience is that what we really want to do is to help you shorten your learning curve. We really want to help them shorten their learning curve. What are some proven strategies that are working now? Not 10 years ago or five years ago, but what's really working now? And we know we're in a noisy, crowded marketplace, right? So could you share with viewers or the audience, what is one strategy that you have put into place that's helped you to shorten your learning curve and is actually working now? in a business environment we're in right now, they could just listen to that and implement it and just like, boom, start taking action on it right now. Patty, I invented the word brand standing. It's in, it's in the Urban Dictionary. And unlike grandstanding, where most people feel arrogant about expressing themselves, brand standing is, is uh, being comfortable to just stand out with your brand out. And I, I believe that above everything else. Yes, you need to have an angle if you want to have an edge. 
But what has to happen is you have, uh, uh, and what I've done, what I've implemented is being willing to stand out with my brand out. And the brand standing method is, is to really feel comfortable with what I have to offer and know that there's a need for it and the passion that I have behind it and the results. All to be able to convey what we were born to say. And that's really, I, I take my own workshops all the time. <laughs> it's like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> You know, remember that it's about brand standing. I love that. You're right. I take my own stuff all the time too. Sometimes when I'm going in, I go look at my Dropbox and I'm like, oh, what was this? And I look at that. And I'm like, wow, that's really good. Who did that? Oh, I did. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's really good. It's kind of funny, right? Because we change and evolve and call that we pivot, right? So I think that is really important. So are you a reader? Not as much as I used to be. I'm more of a listener. I listen to podcasts. Okay. I, I, I love listening to podcasts too, but I always have a book or two on my nightstand. So what's the last book that you read that you would recommend to somebody that you're like, yep, it made an impact? Conversations with God. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a reread on that one. So there's, there's so much in there. And I got to tell you, when I when I had my show, uh, and Neil Donald Walsh was scheduled to be on the show, he called and left me a voicemail. And I got to tell you, Patty, I've never heard of I never heard a voice like that in my life. It sounded if God had a voice, and honestly sounded like that's where he was coming from. It was amazing. It was incredible. So there, there's so much, so much is broadcast in, in who we are that shows up through the global microphone. And, and that person, that peace, that, that joy, it shows up through our voice. And, and I'll, I can still hear that message in my head. It was so significant. So when I read the book, I hear his voice. Oh, I really like that. Have you ever read the book, The Greatest Miracle by Og Mandino? I did a long time ago. Little skinny little book. Oh, yeah. it's a great book. It made a big impact on me. Yeah. I really remember that that was a big, big one. Yes, indeed. So how can the audience connect with you? I would love to connect with your audience, Patty. Thank you. On 2020storycoach.com. I, I want to give a little marketing tip here. Oh, I love marketing tips. Please yes. do. Yes. So guys, you can get pretty much any URL you want if you'll put the year in front of it. And I created a special report landing page and I called it 20, or 2019 Executive Report. It's an easy .com to grab because nobody puts the year in front of anything. Well, we're about to approach 2020, right? That is also a double entendre. So 2020 Story Coach was named that way partly because of the year, but mostly because 2020 Vision. So um, that's, a, that's a great tip did, to be able to grab a Did you go ahead and grab 21 too? I didn't, no, <laughs> no, I did not. Because it really, to me, it really is having 2020 vision because I can really Ooh. see beyond. So there's, there's a double entendre. I see into and beyond the, uh, that person, that client, what have you, to, to get their story told in a way that they were really wanting to convey, but they didn't know how to say it. Yeah. Oh, I really love that. Thank you. So now we're at the portion of my show where before we wrap up, I like doing thing that I'm calling hashtag open mic. Basically what it is, open mic. And what it is here is what's the question that I didn't ask you, you would love to be able to answer. I always love to think that I serve and support my guests, right? But you know, 
sometimes there's something that may be in our conversation, we just didn't touch it. And I wanna make sure before you get off my global microphone that you have a chance to be able to say anything that you wanna say. So here's the open mic. What would you like to share? Wow, I really appreciate that. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, so uh, there are things that happen in our lives that can be so crazy making and chaotic, but if, if, if you'll just trust and believe. And so maybe if you'd said, to, and you don't know to say this to me, Patty, but what I believe now has set me free. Like I help people to get rocks out of their socks and boulders off their shoulders and cement shoes untied so they can get in the hot air balloon. And all of it has to do so much with letting the past go. I've been through so much and being able to let the past go and you have to go through it to get over it. So the way that I did that was an assessment. And that's what I'd like. I'd love to be able to share that. And that's simply writing a list an inventory of your head. It's I believe dot, 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 and write that at the head of each piece of paper. And then you just, you just inventory every single thought you have. You just write it down, write it down, write it down. And then you can go back because writing makes it real, gets it out of your head, then you can handle it. And that, that particular technique is the basis of all the work that I do moving forward with everyone because those underlying unspoken probably for decades, those beliefs really run us. And so we need to figure out, do we still want those in place or do we want to fire them so we can have some new ones come in? So I love it. It kind of frees up that space too, right? Sometimes just taking it and writing it down and letting it go. There've been times I've had some really good shifts by writing things down and then throwing it in the trash and saying, this doesn't serve me anymore. Right. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. That really you know, does. You know, Thank there's you a, so oh, much for being here with me. Now I have to tell you, I have to hear it again. I just love the little saying that you say so much, <laughs> say it again before we go. It's all about the who that is you behind the what that you do and the how that is your special sauce. <laughs> Is so good. Wish I'd have thought of it. It's so good. So good. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me, Lonnie. I really appreciate it. I know that um, it won't be long before we talk again because I just love having you in my life and on my microphone as well. So thank you so much for being here. For everybody, remember to like, subscribe, and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Remember, sharing is caring. We'll see you on the next episode of the Marketing Media Money Podcast. Until then, have a phenomenal life. Thank you for joining us today on the Marketing Media and Money Podcast. To shorten your learning curve even more, make sure to grab your free copy of the Marketing Media and Money magazine at www.marketingmediamoney.com. I promise your business will thank you.